Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of the show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to all. I know the New York football Giants fans are very thankful for Adoree Jackson because he just picked off Tom Brady. Guys, we are doing a little bit of a football companion tonight. We're doing this on a Monday night, so we're actually watching the Giants score a touchdown. That's an offensive lineman. Not sure who that was. I believe it's Andrew Thomas, the second-year left tackle out of Georgia, who just scored for the G-Men to tie it at 10. But because of this crazy week, obviously it's a Thanksgiving week. Uh, George is busy with the fam and running his pizza business. Jay Ludd's got the fam and the kids. I got some stuff going on. We're recording this on Monday. So we're watching the Bucks play the Giants right now. So we'll give you some updates as we go on. But Daniel Jones just hit Andrew Thomas. I doubt any of you started Andrew Thomas on your fantasy teams. But the score is 10 to 10. But let's And they were in. ready for him to score, bro. They just had one of the most ridiculous choreographed dances i think i've ever seen dude they they did they had a little bit of choreography going on in that one uh graham gano hits the extra point through so we are sitting at 10 10 about halfway through the second quarter but george i don't want to steal your shine i want to go back to week 11 and recap this real quick and uh last week i called this the ron rivera bowl so ron took his washington football team into carolina Against his former quarterback, Cam Newton, I got to say, the best quarterback on the field was not the former Heisman Trophy winner. It was Heineke. Let Come me on, tell man. you what, brother. Let me tell you what. I might have, somebody might have stole my identity, but guess who found theirs, <laughs> bro? Guess who found theirs? Taylor it's Gang. the Washington football team and Taylor Heineke. Best passer rating of the week this week. The guy is, how do you not root for Taylor? I, How I, do you not root for this? Kid? I root for him, man. Listen, he's giving his body up, dude. He's making some. He honestly reminds me, and you're gonna you're gonna question it. Brett Favre, the Brett guy Favre. looks like Brett Favre. Throws from all different angles, willing to give up his body. And I know you're laughing, dude. I know you're laughing, but I see this team moving forward, and I see them being in contention moving forward. And not only that, I don't think the Cowboys are the best team in this division anymore. Wait, 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 wait. What did you – so so you tell me. Okay, because we'll talk about the Dallas Cowboys in a little bit. But say they're not the best team in the division. Who are you saying is the best team in this division? Because I know it's not the Washington football team. What do you think I'm trying to say, bro? I'm saying the Washington football team is the best team in this division. They have the most mojo. They have the most momentum. And guess what? Who they're without of right now? They don't have who? Curtis. They don't have Montez Sweat. They don't have Chase Young. They don't have Logan. So Logan Thomas when they all come back, back what happens then? Yeah, he's coming back this week, and we're going to destroy the Seahawks Monday Night Football, dude. Oh, well, listen, don't, you know, get too, don't get too far ahead of yourself. Come on. Because I, I, I don't know, man. I want to bring up the NFC East standings right now just to get an official. Okay. Okay, so the Cowboys are in first place at 7-3. and three. The Eagles are in second place at 5-6 and six with a two-game win streak. You guys also have a two-game win streak at 4-6, and six, and the Giants are playing right now. So if the Giants could somehow pull off this upset of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're tied for last, but yet you say you're the best team in the division. I think they have the most momentum going into the playoffs. If they get a wild card spot, they will be You're saying watch out. Watch out. Watch okay. out. And we know those those we know whoever's going in the playoffs with their best foot forward is gonna get, go deep in the playoffs. We've all seen it. I agree. Steelers. I agree with well, that. I mean, there's been a lot of teams that when they get hot during that time, it's a, it's it, it really seems to work out for them. But hey, I'm not. The Cowboys have been great, you know, half to up to halfway through the season. I'm not. I'm not going to tear them down. But no, Thank this you. game in particular, 
I just love what I saw out of Heineke. You know, 16 for 22, didn't throw the ball a ton. Uh, three touchdowns. Three Antonio, touchdowns? Three touchdowns. Antonio Gibson, only 19 carries for 95 yards, but did cough up the ball again. I think he has a total of six freaking fumbles this year. Not good. Um, so not good. But our offensive line has really been stepping up for us. We just played we just played really smart football. Ron Rivera led our boys in there and into Carolina and, you know, a lot of talk about cam and a lot of talk about Ron's relationship and, and going into that game. But dude, they just shut him up, bro. Cameron curl, absolute monster. Eight did what he was doing. Oh yeah. Cameron curl, uh, you know, Cole Holcomb did his thing. A lot of great, a lot of great things I saw out of the DBs. Dude, we played some great defense. That's why we won this game in the first place. Yes, Heineke right. did throw for three touchdowns, but we played great defense. And that's what I'd like to see. And that's how we're going to win ball games. So I just hope it continues. And, and I hope we strive forward because Carolina just beat Arizona. We know what Arizona is. I know they got Colt, but Colt just won last, uh, this week now. It's a good, uh, who did he get? Who did he beat? Colt, Colt McCoy went into Seattle and beat the Seahawks not into Seattle who just so happens to have on Monday Night Football so yes that's exciting uh it's yeah I'm excited man I'm excited and uh it's something to look forward to going into Monday Night Football where I will be at Landover and I'll be at that game at FedEx Field and and I'm really looking forward to uh to that man I really am no, that's cool, dude. What, what what an awesome way to uh, to put an exclamation mark on a Thanksgiving weekend. The fact that you're gonna you know fly up to DC to uh, to watch your favorite team play uh, a Monday night football game against what's now. I mean, the Seahawks are struggling. The Seahawks are three and seven. You guys actually have a better record. I mean, Lutz will come on in a little bit and he'll shoot with it. But I believe that game is like a pick 'em right now. And if I had to lean a certain way, we'll talk about that later. I'm I'm probably going with the football team and the, the momentum that Taylor Heineke has created. Uh, Rob Gronkowski just had a big game. This is his first uh, game back from the uh, rib and lung injury for the Bucks. Gronk just had a big gainer, but it's still 10 to 10. But back to the football team. Um, dude, Taylor Heineke, I, I'm very impressed these past two weeks uh, with the young man. I was I was a little bit of a hater when you guys were in the midst of the losing streak, um, saying that, you know, where is Ryan Fitzpatrick? Well, I got an answer on that. Ryan Fitzpatrick is now done for the season. So your quarterback for the remainder of the year is Taylor Heineke. And uh, I'm not sure, maybe it's because he wears number four. You were seeing the similarities with Brett Favre. But, do I got to give this guy credit, man. Um Scary Terry was doing Scary Terry things. Another 100 yards and a touchdown for him. Love to see it. But a guy I wanted to highlight for you, George, is DeAndre Carter, who now has a touchdown yeah. in three straight weeks. And that's not to mention the 101-yard kickoff touchdown that he Kick got on special teams return. against yep. Atlanta. So yeah. I, I started actually, like, I consider myself somewhat of a football guru. And I was like, is DeAndre Carter a rookie? No, this guy's been around for like four or five years. Oh, he he's was, a journeyman. Yes. He wears number one, by the way, for his brother that passed away. Uh, he, he plays football and has not given up the the dream in the NFL. Because as you know, he has been a journeyman uh, right. because of his brother. Um, he wears number well, one for his brother and, and he's, his brother passed away. And I just, I just listened to an interview with him the other day. It's, it was pretty cool. Well, that's very sentimental yeah. for him to do that for his brother. And we don't know his first name, but I will say, Hey, Mr. Carter, where have you been? Like As little that. Wayne once like said, that. and Mr. Carter has been in the end zone three straight weeks. This guy went to college at Sacramento state and to bounce around the league and be on practice squad to practice squad and step up for you guys. Amazing. So nothing but kudos to, uh, to Deandre Carter. And you, like you said, man, the Washington football defense, you guys chase young towards ACL last week. He wasn't this game. Montez sweat is still missing with the fractured jaw. I know that Payne and Allen were creating some pressure on the interior defensive line, but man, like Cam Newton, it's not like Cam Newton shit the bed. Cam Newton had a great game. He threw a touchdown or two, actually threw two touchdowns, ran in another, threw a dime to Christian McCaffrey. DJ Moore had a nice, that touchdown. was a dime. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so, so I'm saying it's not like it's not like the Panthers laid down and you guys got some sloppy victory. You guys won the football game on the road against, I would say, a playoff caliber team. So I, unlike you, want to be kind, George, and give kudos to the Washington football team. I'm happy for you. I rooted for you for all 60 minutes of that football game. And I think it's awesome the fact that the NFC East tightened up. Of course, I wanted my Dallas Cowboys to win, but the fact that the Eagles won, the football team won, and now the Giants are giving the Super Bowl champs a hell of a game right now on ESPN, it makes the podcast and this division a lot more fun. 
I like your, I, I, I know you're being humble because you don't want karma to be in effect. And I understand that, but I don't, I don't wholeheartedly, I don't want to, I don't want to take that from you. You know what I mean? Cause I don't think you're all the way that I do you care that much. I, I care that much right now because the Cowboys still have a, a substantial lead in this division. Correct. If, if it was Seven a little three, closer. Yeah. 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 I, I would be a more concerned. Ronald Jones takes uh, a carry for the touchdown. The Buccaneers are now up 17 to 10 with five minutes left. Is this a good game, bro- man? I, I I like the Giants. I mean, who knows about the Bucs, you know? Obviously, uh, you know, Washington football team, we got the dub against them, and now now the Giants uh, cutting it a little close here. But I think the Bucs do take this game. I think they they need this victory at home against the Giants. So no, I still, I still a, got the it'll be an entertaining game, game though. But no, I th- I, th- I think the Giants plus that eleven or eleven and a half, depending on when you bet this Ooh, game. I know, I know, yeah, I know, I know. Luds um, had this at, at plus eleven. That, that that was a good bet. But yeah, we're we're sitting at seventeen to ten right now. But let's move for uh, move forward um, with the week eleven recap. And I want to talk about another NFC East team. George, you say right now the best team in the NFC East is the Washington Football Team. I say it's the Philadelphia Eagles, brother. Come on, man. Another victory against a quality defense. Do you know the New Orleans Saints had? Now I'm not. I'm saying had H A D the best run defense in the NFL going into this game, but they sure didn't afterwards. Man, the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Sirianni once again pounded the rock for I believe 244 yards rushing. Yeah, and Miles Sanders came off of IR in this game. He had been out the past three games, and he picked off right where Jordan Howard and Boston Scott and Kenneth Gainwell left off. Man, I I love that Nick Sirianni has has just fully embraced the fact that he, he has a good offensive line and he's going to run the football. And it starts with his quarterback Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts was was out there three rushing touchdowns for a quarterback. When's the last time you saw a quarterback run for three touchdowns? Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Michael Vick, I'm not sure, but the most recent one was Jalen Hurts. I saw a pretty cool next-gen stat as I was uh, getting ready for the podcast. During this Eagles versus Saints game, Jalen Hurts had 10 rushes where he hit over 15 miles per hour. That's the most of any player, not just quarterback, any player in the NFL. So you're telling me that guys like Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, the elite athletes who get 20 to 25 touches a game haven't done that. But yet this quarterback is hitting 15 miles per hour. Very impressive, dude. He, he had a nasty juke out there. And uh, as I said, Miles Sanders uh, came off of IR for 94 yards. Jalen had 70. Jordan Howard, 63. It's a This is a physical football team. And I think the Eagles have found their identity. And I think the Eagles may find their way into a wild card spot. Right now, they're about a half game of that last wild card spot. But I think with the way that this defense is playing now, off of that running game, I think the Eagles are the hottest team in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, when you're going against guys with the last name Seaman, I, I could understand why you'd win that Sim- game. Same as Simeon. Sure. Have some Sorry, respect. Simeon. Sorry, Simeon. Um, Unbelievable. But no, I, I do agree. As we talked about, I think a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, my my identity was stolen. But uh, two weeks ago, <laughs> two weeks ago, I, I mentioned how often they run the ball. You know, yes. not not how many yards, but I, I was saying forty plus carries. Last week they did it. They ran the ball fifty times. Fifty rushes. Fifty rushes. That's dude. That sounds like some Ivy League like like dude. That is some Harvard. '80s style. Let's freaking run the ball <laughs> downhill and hit somebody football. And and it's fun to watch. I'm not gonna lie. It's really old school. I don't remember the last time we saw any football team run the ball 50 times no. in the league. I think that's got to be some type of record in the last four or five years. Yes. But it it's it's fun to watch. Uh, you know, we give him the hard time of the Eagles coach. I know we have, but he, he seems to have won that locker room quite a bit. I, I did see the little uh, the segment where he kind of called out the rushing yards against the number one yep. uh, rushing defense. And, and, I, and I saw the guys light up. And, you know, I think there is some camaraderie in that locker room. I am worried about the Eagles. I think they got a lot of mojo just like we do. I also don't really know what I feel about the Saints. Uh, I don't know how how tough they are at this point in time uh, with their personnel as it is. But no, let alone a, a great win, uh, put up great rushing yards against a great rushing defense. And I, I can't say anything bad about the club. I really can't. 
Dude, Jalen Hurts, through the first 11 games of the season, has seven rushing touchdowns. That sets a franchise record. And I mean, obviously, you could be like, oh, well, it's a quarterback record. But, but wait, the Eagles have had guys like Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, and Michael Vick at quarterback. The Eagles have a history of elite athletes playing the quarterback position. I think McNabb's a bit of a push. McNab- I do. McNabb was an athlete coming I, out of Syracuse. Come on. Don't disrespect okay, him like okay, that. Okay. Okay. Are you mad because he played in the Washington football team and he was a shell of his former self? <laughs> well, he was a little he was a little thicker, bro. A little, oh, probably three C's. Three I give him C's by the time he got to I, DC. Yeah. But bro, Donovan McNabb sure. in his early years was was a hell of an athlete um for the for the Eagles. So the fact that Jalen Hurts is setting those kind of records is impressive. Um, but I want to go to the defensive side of the ball for a minute and talk about Darius big play slay. Because he uh, had his third defensive touchdown of the season. And this is um, his second in two weeks. He had that scoop and score against Denver where he went for 80 last week. This week he tripped, he uh, picked off Trevor Seaman, as you would say, and went uh, took it to the house for six. Um, and Jalen Hurts is the first player since Eric Allen in 1993 to have three defensive touchdowns in the season. And we're just past the halfway mark. So don't be surprised if uh, number two, Darius Slay, finds himself in the end zone again. Uh, the defensive line, we've talked about it. Hargrave and uh, Fletcher Cox on the inside. Sweat and Barnett on the outside. Um, you got Alex Singleton um, and TJ Edwards, who just got a contract extension today, going sideline to sideline. It's not mm-hmm. just the physicality of the Eagles' uh, running game. It's the defense to match it that really has this team of all teams, George. And this is no disrespect to the football team. Me as a Cowboys fan, although we're coming off of a pretty ugly loss that we're about to talk about, the Eagles are the team that, although we blew them out in Monday Night Football, they're the team right now who scares me. But uh, a team that I, I didn't think was going to scare me, George, you you missed the podcast last week, but I was pretty bullish on the Cowboys uh, against the Chiefs. I did I, I did hear that, dude. Yeah. I, did. yeah, I, yeah. I called for um, a, a victory, not, not even that difficult. I think I said the Cowboys would beat them handedly. And it's 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 not what happened, man. Um, unfortunately, I don't want to be that fan that just blames it on injuries and, and because you know Dak Prescott was there, um, Ezekiel Elliott was there for a half, C.D. Lamb was there, but it just wasn't our day, man. And obviously, Amari Cooper, um, shout out to him for being my unvaxed hero. Um, he missed this game, and because of his vaccination status, he will also miss this Thursday's Thanksgiving game. He wasn't there. C.D. Lamb got a concussion on the final play of the first half. He missed the entire second half. We had Tyron Smith, our starting left tackle, was out. Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence, our two best pass rushers, were out. So the Cowboys are beat up, man. But that's not an excuse. As we all are. As we yeah. all are. No, yeah, this, is, this is a war of attrition, and the calendar is about to hit December. So I'm not going to make an excuse like we're the only team in the NFL that has injuries. But it just seemed like this was a culmination of a whirlwind of injuries that all hit at once. And I think that, unfortunately, on Thanksgiving, it's going to be the same thing. I don't think a lot of these guys are going to be back. But it's just, I, I, I feel like if we had the full squadron, we could have, not, maybe, if not won this game, at least made it competitive. I want to shout out to our defense in this game. 19-9, to nine, although the 9 is pathetic, I think the 19 going into Arrowhead is something to build on. Uh, Micah Parsons had two and a half sacks, I believe, in this game. And Patrick Mahomes himself said after the game, that kid is special. Uh, Micah Parsons with those nine sacks, that, that is the most by a Dallas Cowboys rookie since DeMarcus Ware in 2005. And whenever you put your name on a list with D. Ware, the future Hall of Famer, that's saying something. So shout out to Micah Parsons. Shout out to J. Ron Kirst for getting an interception. Tony Pollard had seven carries for 50 yards. At least he was you know, showing some explosiveness. But other than that, I have nothing but bad things to say about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was tough for me. I just noticed one thing right off the rip on the first possession that the Chiefs had the football. They were dominating you guys up front. Um, they could run the ball pretty at will. I don't know why they didn't run the ball more. Um, and I would say on the opposite end, Cowboys could not run the ball worth anything. No. Uh, and 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 you know, Washington's entire offensive line is backups other than Sheriff. Right. So you need depth at the O line. It, it, it's just flat out the truth. Uh, that was one thing I think that if, if you could have ran the ball, I think that it would have, it would have worked out a lot better in your favor. I think Dak threw the ball like 45 to sometimes and, you know, for like 200 yards. 
So it, it was it was tough out there. I, I think the Chiefs, Chiefs play an arrowhead very well. We don't want to forget that. B, I don't know if you did last week, uh, but it, they really do. <laughs> they, they they really play well in Arrowhead. They feed off that fan base, uh, and and I think they're making a full turn. And uh, I'm I, I see the Chiefs being Super Bowl contenders again. I, I think that Dallas did stay with them. Not saying they got completely sure. dominated by any means, uh, but I think the, also the game was a little worse than the score was, uh, and it was it was interesting. It was it gave probably a lot of people in the in the East a little bit more hope. And I gave a lot of announcers that basically announced that the Cowboys were gonna guarantee win the division, probably a little bit of doubt. Absolutely. You know, we're we're very lucky to get the J. Ron Curse tipped interception that kept us in the game. Um and like I said, Micah had a couple sacks, Dorrance Armstrong had another sack. So the defense stepped up to actually make it competitive. But like you said, man, Dak threw the ball forty three times, didn't even have two hundred yards passing. I don't understand why if you're down two possessions, although your top two receivers are out, you know, we kept like dinking and ducking to your doppelganger, uh, Dalton Schultz. I don't like, why not just throw a 50, 50 ball to Michael Gallup or Cedric Wilson to, to try to do something, but it just wasn't there for us, man. Um, I'm hoping that as the Cowboys get healthier, you know, you know, the, the tides turn compared to this game, but it's, it's, you know, the past three or four weeks has been a very, Jekyll and Hyde kind of a team. You know, we get dominated by Denver. Then we put on the performance of the year against Atlanta. Now we go to Kansas City. As you said, man, the decibels in that stadium for an outdoor stadium are as high as it goes. Like, it sounded like we were playing in New Orleans. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy wild atmosphere. And I appreciate you actually complimenting the Chiefs. This wasn't all just bad Cowboys. If you look at the stats, the first seven weeks of the season, the Chiefs were about the worst defense in the NFL. The past four weeks, they rank in the top ten. Um, uh, the honey badger was playing very, very well. Their corners. Um, who was that bore, one corner dude? He kept sneed. slipping every block, dude, every block yes. on a screen, he would slip and tackle. I was like, those are really tough plays to have like that. And Dalton Schultz was not stepping up as far as lead blocking on those screens either. It was no Schultz. Schultz he is not a blocker. He's, yeah. he's a pass catching tight end, but no, they're two corners. They have crazy first names. I think it's like Ladarius and Charveris or something, but their last names are Ward and Sneed. Two very physical corners, and they completely dominated our wide receivers. Um, I want to shout out the Chiefs' defensive line, though, man. Frank Clark, absolute monster. He's the one who forced the fumble on Dak. Chris Jones scooped it up. I think Chris Jones Chris had Jones. three or four sacks. Three and a half. Yeah, something I was talking about um, earlier tonight, if anyone wants a little bit com- comic relief, Google Chris Jones' 40-yard dash at the Combine. Uh, guys, because you will get a chuckle out of this. Chris Jones' penis <laughs> actually falls out of his pants. And instead of uh, risking the embarrassment of people seeing his um, member, he actually hits the ground on all. He just dives and, and lays out. And it's it's hilarious. The, the funniest part about it is Brendan Schaub, if you guys know who that is, comments on it. He has an hilarious clip. But 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 shout out to Chris Jones and, and all of his limbs in this game because they were all working to execution. He was absolutely dominating the Cowboys offensive line. And I sure do hope that Tyron Smith um, returns because if you I, I believe Dak has a 63 percent completion percentage without Tyron Smith and a 72% completion percentage when he's in there. So he makes that much. But that whole offensive line was struggling. It wasn't yes. one or two people. Oh, no, they were all yeah. – the, the, yeah. the, all, the, all the names were there. Lyle Collins, Connor McGovern, Connor Williams, um, Zach Martin, Tyler Biotis. All those guys are normal starters, and they were all dominated. So, yes, they, they, they all get the dunce hat this week for sure. But let's move on to to week 12, and I think it's, it's only right. The reason that we're recording this podcast so early in the week – is because the Cowboys play on Thursday night. They're going to be playing the Las Vegas Raiders um, at 425 on Thanksgiving Day. So I'm sure this is going to be the the time that that all of you guys are kind of sitting down, digging into those, you know, yams, greens, taters, mash, um, you know, what have you, maybe some cranberries, um, maybe you roast Brains, turkey, bam, maybe you fried. tomatoes, yams, yams, sorry. I made it. I love you. <laughs> 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 I love that clip, dude. That's one. That's one of my favorite clips. <laughs> but what I hope is we get a big East Feast edition of the Cowboys running game. I think the Raiders are susceptible against the run. Um, as you saw, Ezekiel Elliott. They're calling it a knee injury. I thought it was a sprained ankle, but he was injured during the Chiefs game. 
he did come back. So I don't think it's anything that's serious. Maybe they'll rest him today and tomorrow during practice, but I do expect Zeke to be out there. But like I said, Tony Pollard was averaging about seven yards a touch. I'm, I, I would like to see a little bit more of number 20 out there. And I'm, I, I th- the signs are all pointing to Tyron Smith playing in this game. Like I said, the, the, the numbers on that are very clear. We're a lot better of a team when he plays. But the wide receivers are not going to be there, man. As I said, Coop is unvaxxed. He will miss this game. CD Lamb um, is very questionable. He went through team meetings today, if that's a positive sign. But I would imagine if he couldn't pass concussion protocol that game, he's probably going to be miss this game as well. So you're looking at our starting wide receivers being Michael Gallup, who is still rusty coming off the calf injury, and Cedric Wilson. And our other receivers are Noah Brown and Malik Turner. Uh, Blake Jarwin is out, so I need Dalton Schultz to step up in this game. And Dak Prescott, Bubba, listen, man, I'm your biggest fan. Yo, you know that. But those $160 million that you got might be time to start earning that because you've been playing great this year. You're in the MVP conversation. But what more value can you show your franchise to when the chips are against you? You're coming off of a bad loss. And on national TV, when everybody will have the game on, why don't you play the best performance of the 2021 season and put this team on your back? Because there's two types of quarterbacks in this league, George. There's quarterbacks that can put a team on their back and lead them. And there's quarterbacks that have their team lead them for them. A la maybe like a Trent Dilfer in the Ravens Super Bowl or Joe Flacco in the Ravens Super Bowl. But there's, you know, you can be a leader, you can be a follower. And I think Dak Prescott is a leader. So I'm expecting this game a much better performance out of Dak. I know the crowd noise is not going to be there like it was last week in Kansas City. Obviously, we're at home. So I think the Cowboys, as I said last week, my key to them beating Kansas City, which obviously didn't happen, was us getting out to a lead. Well, before I knew it, it was nine to nothing. So I think the Cowboys avoid an early hole, perhaps get. An opportunistic turnover, Micah Parsons, maybe a strip sack. Trayvon Diggs, where's my ninth interception? I think the Cowboys win a close, not-so-pretty game in Big D. I've got the Cowboys with an East Feast Thanksgiving Day victory, 28-24. to Yeah, I, I uh, man, this is a tough game. You know, as you said, uh, when Dak does not have a supporting cast, he doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. And the great port of quarterbacks, they can always they can always do their thing without great receivers. Uh, even in to injuries, whether it be Tom Brady, whether it be freaking Taylor Heineke, bro, he's got one receiver, Terry McLaurin. Right. Every single other receiver is let's be real, a C minus, dude. Yes, like there's there's no and he's throwing for three touchdowns. So where are you at, Dak? We need you to step up here in this big game on Thanksgiving. And I'm not saying Dak is not, you know, Dak is definitely better than the Taylor Heineke and has, you know, he has better stats or what have you. But of course, I, uh, I think that this is a de- deciding game for him in, in his career. And uh, I think this is a really big game. I think the Cowboys do come out and I think they have to establish the run. That helps Dak out quite a bit as well. They have to get Zeke going a little bit, whether that be Zeke or Tony. Tony Pollard or right. a combination of both. And that offensive line needs to start getting needs to start getting a hat on these guys. I mean, that what I saw against the Chiefs just was was heartbreaking. Uh, uh, it was it was bad. It was bad. So they're gonna want to get that going. And um, you know, obviously with Dallas with the with the defense being, you know, heavily reliant on their turnovers, yeah. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see them to to stop a team to 200, 250 yards passing. You know what I mean? I, I I'd love to see that, but you know, it's it's one of those things with Derek Carr being a, a perennial, uh, what'd you say, MVP candidate three or four well, weeks ago? Okay, which, I know which, you're going to, yes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, said, but, I was yeah, wrong. We, okay, we, Derek Carr is an MVP yeah. candidate. Okay, all right. Just, yeah, yeah. I think it was B was smoking crack that day. I don't know what was going <laughs> on. But um, no, anyways, so I, I, I still think Derek Carr can do something against this Dallas defense. I'm sure he's he's excited for this game being on Thanksgiving and, and being against America's team, or, or some would say. Uh, but I I'm gonna go take the boys. I'm gonna take the boys here because okay. I think it's a, it's a, it's it's almost even though let's be real, you're seven and three, you have plenty else to to give up. But you start getting the seven and four against the Raiders, it starts getting a little hairy. 
it's when a little slippery. I know. I agree. Now, this this is a big game for the Cowboys. If if you lose this game, all of a sudden, um, the Stephen A. Smiths and uh, Shannon Sharps of the world, if they're not too busy being political pundits, um, they'll start talking shit about my Dallas Cowboys. And I don't want that to happen. But I think a big key is going to be if we can neutralize the running game of the Las Vegas Raiders. As you said last week, the Chiefs ran the ball pretty effectively. I think a lot of that had to do with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire coming off the IR. He looked like he was um, sharp in, in, in his cuts. Um, and the Raiders can pound the rock as well, man. Josh Jacobs is a very physical runner. They have Kenyon Drake as a, as a third down weapon. They have Darren Waller, one of the better tight ends in this league. And um, their, running, their rushing attack does not impress me. When I saw them against the Chargers in prime time, and the Chargers defense were just kind of stuffing the rushing game. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't love the Raiders, man. I really don't. No, I mean, there's not a lot to love, man. The Raiders have yeah. lost three straight games, I believe. I mean, they started off very hot, but much like the past couple of years under under Coach Gruden, they slumped up. Ooh, Tom Brady almost had a deep touchdown, but it's still seventeen think, to ten. I think, I think the Bucks might cover this game, dude. They might. It's uh, there's only a minute left, and the Bucks are up by seven. So right now, it's certainly anybody's game. And if you got the plus eleven, like Luds did, um, I think you're still sitting pretty. Um, but back to Thanksgiving, it. I think I think the team that has more rushing yards will win this game. I think it's that simple because the Raiders clearly they don't have Henry Ruggs. He's dealing with you know personal issues. Like who are the Raiders' weapons? Brian Edwards. Zay Jones, like it's not an impressive receiving core that Derek Carr has to work with. And normally Dak Prescott has one of the best receiving cores in football, but on Thanksgiving, he will have an average at best receiving core. So, so I, Ooh, Chris Godwin goes in for the touchdown, but I, there's a flag on the field. I think it's going to come back. See, I think this game is going to come down to the interior lines and the, the Cowboys offensive line is, is pretty good when it's healthy. So I'm hoping the Tyron Smith is out there. So I will say that we outrush the Raiders and that we get a close victory in this game. It will not be pretty. I would take the Raiders plus points. But yes, the East Feast is unanimous that we will go with the boys on Turkey Day, as you should. You should always pick the Cowboys. And guys, not that this is about the um, NFC North, but just for the hell of it, pick the Lions against the Bears. If if they're ever going to get their first win of the season, it's going to be on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, go with your tradition, the Lions and Cowboys, and, um, you know, get yourself an extra plate of stuffing. <laughs> and I, I want to say, get- man, I'm going to I'm gonna miss you on Thanksgiving, dude. We always get together and watch football together on Thanksgiving, and, and we love when, the, when Washington plays Dallas, and those are great memories, dude. And I think everybody out there listening has had some great memories, whoever they hang out with the what, to watch football with, whether it be their family, you know, their drunk cousin – uh, or whatever, you know, I, I just, I hope y'all enjoy Thanksgiving, man. It's always, it's always a fun time, dude. So shout out to, it, to it football is, and, Thanksgiving. And, and shout out to your family, bro. You, you took me and it had to be five or six years there in a row that I was working for those shitty ass Scientologists and they would always make me work on black Friday. So and my family would always go down to Delray beach to visit my grandma. So guys, if you don't know, now you do, I would, I spent very many Thanksgivings with the Van Ripers. And I would, walk, I would walk in with my cowboy shirt and RIP George's Aunt Mickey would say, George, is your friend a cowgirls fan? And everybody would laugh and everybody would talk shit. But sometimes my cowboys won the day and I'm hoping that they win this day. So everybody enjoy your Thanksgiving and hopefully enjoy a Dallas Cowboys victory. But I want to talk about a real East feast that will not take place on Thanksgiving. This will take place on Sunday and it will be in New Jersey as the Eagles travel to face the Giants in an NFC East clash. Now, we don't know about the Giants. Right now, they obviously um, are going to be on a short week playing the Buccaneers on Monday night. But they They're going to be the coming home- off a loss, bro. Let's be real. They're going to be coming They're off a loss. They're probably going to be coming off of a loss. We will be real about that, which means they will be in last place. But what better for the Eagles to get a reeling Giants team? As we said, the Eagles are hot. They're running the hell out of the football right now with whoever. I mean, it doesn't matter. It could be Jalen Hurts. It could be one of the three or four running backs. We know what the Eagles are going to try to do when they come in to the Meadowlands. They're going to try to run the football. I'll say they have some. They might not run for 244 like they did against the Saints because I respect the Giants defensive line. But I think the Giants cannot contain Jalen Hurts. They maybe will be able to force a turnover 
I know Logan Ryan is out this game that we're watching because of COVID. I think that he'll be back next week. But as I, I said this many times, I really enjoy the Giants secondary with James Bradbury and Logan Ryan. Of course, uh, Jabril Peppers is gone for the year with an ACL. But I think with Leonard Williams, with Dexter Lawrence, and with Aziz Olajari, I think the Giants will put up a hell of a fight in this game. So I think Jalen Hurts will get a tough road victory, which will put the Eagles, I think, like three in a row in this game. But I, it's just... It's just a lack of spark on the Giants, man. Uh, we're watching Saquon right now. He's a shell of his former self. And and um, Sterling Shepard's been banged up. Kenny Galladay's playing this game. Will he play next game? He's always, you know, a soft tissue injury away. I just trust I trust the, the Eagles coaching staff more, which is kind of crazy because going into this year, I thought that Sirianni was kind of a joke. But Joe Judge hasn't really impressed me. Jason Garrett has been disappointing me for about a decade now. So I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles to string another victory together to get to 500. I got the Eagles 27, Giants 23. Yeah, man, this is going to be a tough game. Divisional matchups, regardless of how we spin it, dude, it's going to be a tough game. I think the Giants have a a good squad. I, I don't think the Eagles are going to run up 250 yards on them. Yep. And let's be real. Jalen threw for 14 and 14 to 20 for 27. I think, I mean, the guy's throwing for 50%. You got to stack the box and stop the run. I'm not really sure how the saints defended the giants, but my goodness, make some changes around there. I, I, I think that they have to stack the box. Um, I think they have a great front, but let's be real. The Saints were had a great front as well. I think Jalen is going to eventually get figured out. I don't think Jalen's going to have a great game in this game. I really don't. I, I think that eventually uh, teams are scheming against him. I think that yet yeah, last week, absolutely, we all saw it. it, it they look great, but not so fast, man. I, I think the Giants play well. I'm actually going to give this to the Giants. Okay, um, off you, got the, desperate, you got the Giants rallying off a, off a desperate victory. Uh, is this was this being? Uh, this is going to be in New Jersey, correct? It's well, yeah. The Giants are yeah. the home team. So so you're at home at that point. You're three and seven. You got a divisional uh, matchup. It's a, it's a total must win at that point. You know, I, I think they pull it out. I think they pull it out. I think it's because of defense. I think Jalen might throw a pick because he has to throw the ball eventually. And I'm going to go with Giants 20-17 to 17 in this game. I like that, man. Like you said, we're, we're all pretty much going to concede the Giants are going to lose this football game. So, yeah, that, that game next Sunday might be a must win for the Giants. So, yeah, maybe with a little bit of desperation, um, the Giants can actually get get the victory. We're sitting right now, guys, at 17-10. to 10. The Bucks are winning at halftime, so they're you know the, the Giants are putting up a fight. You know this is one, this is uh, the Super Bowl champion, and and they went into Raymond James, and, and they are not going to let the Buccaneers walk out of here with a cheap victory. We can say that. But George is on the G man. I'm on the Eagles. I always love watching an NFC East clash, so I will I will look forward uh, to that game. I think that's at I think it's a one o'clock kickoff. Yeah, that's one o'clock on Fox. Yeah, Eagles traveling to the Giants. Absolutely. Well, let's finish up. Our week 12 preview, which a game that we already said GVR is going to be live at this game, guys. I've already begged him. I hope he listens to my pleads that maybe we get an Instagram live. At least we get a couple of cool social media videos of George watching Russell Wilson and the reeling Seattle Seahawks travel to play the Washington football game next Monday night. This game is pretty much a pick'em right now, so so call it how you want, George. I just saw two points, dude. Seattle's favored by two points right now. Really? Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, that's yeah. that's that's a shoddy line, dude. I do. I think I, I'm on the football team, George. Before before I break it down a little bit, I think you guys are playing with momentum. This is the first time all year you've won back to back games. I got the football team winning three straight. How do you feel going into this game with a ticket in your hand? I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm a bit worried, man. Uh, Seattle. This is a must win for Seattle. Yes. Russell's never played this poorly. Mm-mm. He has he just to win came, this. He game. just came back off the broken finger, though. Give Correct. Him, give him he a did credit. just come back, but it's not. We don't see the Seahawks doing what they're doing right now. No. And I know Russ has been hurt, but when Russ has been healthy, he hasn't been doing the greatest. Right. So I know he's busy with his with his with his wifey and and uh, and Sierra, you know, Sierra. Um, but I, 
it, this is a tough game, man. We're going to have to start hot. We're going to have to get the running game going. We're going to have to get AG. We can't turn the ball over in this game. We, they can, they're going to take advantage of it. Landover feels got to be bumping. We, our fan base has to start really making, uh, making a huge effect on the away team because we, we have not, I mean, I'd be honest, bro. The place is a dump. It's an absolute dump. <laughs> I've, I've heard publicly reporters talk about how disgusting that football field is. And yes, yeah. I'm looking forward to attending that game at that football. Of course field, you. But will. I just hope I don't have sewage drop on my face when I'm sitting in the top upper deck. Yeah. It's bad. But anyways, I dig- digress. So I'll go ahead and I'll take Washington here. I'll take him at a close game. I, I think Scary Terry throws out, bro. I'm so excited for these night cold games. I, I don't know if you guys have ever been to uh, maybe a, a game in the snow or or just even at night in prime time, man. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. A couple of years ago, I went to the Raiders game when uh, Terrell Pryor was with the, with the Skins. And oh yeah, that was that was super entertaining. I got to see the the band because uh, the my boys have a band and uh, I don't know, man, it's just, it's, it reminds me of my youth quite a bit. It reminds me of my dad a lot. And it's always, uh, it's, it's always fresh in my mind when I'm there and I can't wait, bro. I really can't wait. And, uh, I just, I hope we show out. I hope we play a good game and, um, yeah, man, I hope I see some really cool intangibles and it's a entertaining game for sure. But I'm going to go ahead and take Washington here. I'm going to take high scoring game. Actually, I'm going to take Washington 31 to 27. Oh, wow. That's a lot of points. But, I mean, the football team has been playing well. So, I mean, like you said, Russell Wilson hasn't looked that great these past couple weeks coming off of the broken pinky. But, I mean, Russ, you've got Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Like, you have A receivers. So, maybe a little bit of blame should be put on Russell Wilson. Their running game is absolutely atrocious. Chris Carson is gone for the season with a neck injury. Rashad Penny is an absolute bust. Yeah. Um, they, they've got like DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. They they rotate a couple of mediocre running backs. But yeah, the I Seahawks think the, can I, the old line's a little shoddy too, bro. Yeah. Don't don't give it all on the backs. Yeah. This what I'm watching right now from the Seattle Seahawks. This Pete Carroll era reminds me of a lot of how the Pete Carroll era at USC ended. Because because you remember how high USC got in the Reggie Bush Matt Leinart days. But clearly, Pete Carroll was ushered out the door in Southern California. And I think this is going to be very similar to that 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 high, that Legion of Boom Super Bowl days. I think the Seahawks end the season on a complete tailspin. I don't think Pete Carroll has his job a year from now. That might be a hot oh, take. Interesting. Okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that old man Pete Carroll does not have his best day today. I think Riverboat Ron... Rallies the troops, as I said. I got the football team getting the dub. As you, I, I think um, Antonio Gibson is going to run the football well here. J.D. McKissick was a little bit quiet last week. I think he gets a few catches out of the backfield. And I've got the football team defense to generate a turnover or two. And I've got the football team to win their third straight, man. So let's go East Feast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Well, let's go to Vegas and finish up the show. And shoot with Buzz. What's good, kid? (laughs) Gobble, gobble, boys. It's Thanksgiving. Let's go. Dang, bro. So uh, before we get into this, I got to go over the record. It's... uh, Okay. I'm 19. Yo, real quick. Luz, Luz, bro. Luz, Luz. Let me ask you something. What's your favorite side dish? At Ooh. Thanksgiving, what's your I'm favorite side dish, bro? I was actually that was going to be my next question to you guys, but let me, let me get on my record first. So, uh, <laughs> All right, nineteen and oh, nineteen you're and eighteen. Winning better. Yeah, nineteen and eighteen could be twenty and eighteen after this game tonight, depending on this plus eleven. Four and four on the upset Correct. parlay, and then yeah, George, uh, Luds, I got to shout you on the upset parlay, Luds. You called Packers. Or you yeah. called Vikings over Packers, right? And you had Steelers over Chargers, which was that that was a forty-one and thirty-seven ball game. So once I, again, the upset parlay is pretty hot. I did say I did say Pittsburgh plus six. I mean, I am telling you to pick the money line, pick Pittsburgh to win. So I did lose, but if right. you did take the plus six, you you got it. So you win. Um. So yeah, so what is your guys' favorite side between? Let's say I mean everybody knows it's going to be mashed potatoes or stuffing. Am I wrong? No, I'm what do you, you casserole guy, bro? Really, really? Ooh, How about you? Green bean right casserole. There, yep, that's me. 
Bro, I don't know, man. Honestly, it's between the stuffing and the candied yams for me. Candied okay. yams? I'm a yam. I'm a yam bad boy, bro. I like that. <laughs> well, so what, which one are you picking? Unbelievable. I'm going to go candied yams, dude. Because I can, I mean, yeah. I mean, depends, bro. You ever had that stuffing? That You ever had that stuffing that I had like cranberries and it's kind of dry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, it's kind of like somebody tried to make it healthy and it's like not what it should be. Or you yeah. ever had the stuffing where it's too dry on top just because you they overcooked it? I mean, stuffing's got to be done right, bro. It's got to right. be done right. Stuffing has to be done right. I, 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 I tasted stuffing done wrong and it's it stuffing done wrong is one of the worst sides of all time. So yeah, you got to get stuffing sure. done right. For sure. All right. Well, I am going to get stuffing done this right, and I'm going to uh, this week, and I'm going to stuff your pockets. So how about that? Uh, I go. do like Let's mashed go. potatoes. You didn't tell me your favorite side. I do like mashed, mashed potatoes. potatoes? Man. I'm a mashed potato guy. Mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do. Uh, my family actually makes like a corn casserole, dude. And this corn oh, casserole yeah. is so corn good. Corn casserole. Like, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's got a nice crust on there. And they actually use these like crunched uh, potato chips in it and stuff. Mm. It, it's fire, man. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. You guys out there listening, man, let us know your favorite side. Shoot us a review on the pod. We need reviews Please on the pod do. to get this channel going. Everybody. So we would appreciate a review and maybe a five-star review would be awesome. Yeah, everybody's got a favorite family side, you know, that you've just grown up on that you like so it's good to hear those you know and see what see pe- what people come up with but yeah i'm pretty traditional I like mashed potatoes but uh yeah to get into this game fellas i'm gonna start off with the vegas raiders at the dallas cowboys cowboys favored seven points hmm, a lot so of points. this is uh this is one of my favorite games of, of the year to watch every year i like watching the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, there's nothing like it. You're just it's what you're used to seeing every year. So I want to start off with saying oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Um thank you. Raiders are yeah. traveling to Dallas, you know, after a tough loss. Uh Derek Carr's a bum. Let's I'm I'm with George. I'm not a Raiders <laughs> thank guy. You, bro. I think the Someone guy's a bum. Um by the way, B did say I was a better looking version of Derek Carr. So I did appreciate you are. that B. That's a fact. Yeah. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh so Raiders, you know, as B mentioned, they've lost three straight games. They've been outscored ninety six to forty three. Uh Ooh. the Raiders have failed to score Damn. twenty points in the last three weeks. They're struggling. Wow. They're going into Dallas, a tough place to play. Not a good football team. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking Dallas 28-17. And let's keep in mind, Dallas did keep Kansas City to under 20 points, even though it was kind of a sloppy game. Pretty good. Their, their defense still held, held Kansas City to under 20 points. Who Defe- Kansas City defense blew. played well. They, you're right. Kansas City blew Las Vegas out of the water, I think, the week before. Smoked. So yep. 28-17, Dallas minus 7. Love is swallowing the point. How I, I about like them, it. Cowboys? I yeah. like that bet, man. I just don't like the Raiders. Yeah, I really don't. You guys are Raider haters. Listen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all. I mean, outside Waller, they don't impress me on offense. Yeah, They're just, I understand. Yeah. Uh, next game, guys, we got Philly at the New York Giants. Big divisional game. Philly's favorite three and a half. Um, this game's kind of tough for me because this show is going to end before we can see the end of this game. But you know, the Giants are hanging in there. Yes. Uh, which seems to be their kind of their mo all year. I mean, they're never like blown out. They're in every game, so that's why I like the plus eleven last week. Um, but the way the Eagles are on offense right now, running the ball, Hertz looks good. Minus three and a half. I I like it. I like the Philly covering this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Philly twenty four sixteen on the road. Uh, Philly minus three and a half. Luds likes the road dog. Fly, Eagles, fly. Yeah, I think they're they're rolling, man. And then you're gonna pick up an L on that, bro. That's my lock. Okay. Is that plus three and a half? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um okay. George likes George, the G Men lock. George has been pretty good. I think your lock of the week. What are you probably you're probably a little over five hundred, right? Above five hundred. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my locks, yeah. Okay. Uh and then I had this game even, but George said he saw uh, Seattle's favorite two points, which is a slap in the face. A road. <laughs> uh, I, that's the first time I've said that about the football team this year. That is a slap in the face. Uh, I'm not with George. Um, I don't think Brett Favre compares to Taylor <laughs> at all. Uh, but Dude, it's his favorite know. player, bro. They play a lot of like I don't. Yeah, we'll see. yeah. yeah. It's the same number. style. Four. He's got that slinger mentality. He throws his body out there. He doesn't, you know. Yeah. So I think um, Washington's just shown a lot of heart, a lot of grit. 
these last couple weeks. I feel like they don't think their season's over. They're at home. Seattle struggling. Mm-hmm. I'm with George. It's a higher scoring game. I'm taking the football team 33 to 21. And I'm going to take football team, oh, wow. I guess, There's, plus two. Wow. I guess plus two, yeah. Um, yeah, I like it plus this week, man. Football team. Guys, I, I'm the taking the East. Dominant victory over the Seahawks. The, the East has been burning me. I'm You're taking on the, east. the East this week. I'm taking Dallas. I'm taking the Eagles. And I'm taking the football team. And then for my upset I parlay, am worried, man. Vague. I- all right, Luz. All right, Luz. Listen, you asked us earlier what our favorite side was in Thanksgiving. Yeah. You yeah. guys know that I have a sweet tooth. If it's possible, I have an entire mouthful of sweet teeth because mm-hmm. I'm a dessert guy. I like my pumpkin pie. And to me, the upset parlay is just a little cherry on top. So let's mm-hmm. finish us up with a sweet treat in the upset parlay. I like that. And uh, I will. Uh, hopefully I can. I can sweeten the palate up a little bit here, guys. But uh, hey, yeah, so, salad, uh, bro. I hope so. Uh, yeah. So he mentioned it earlier in the show. He he says, you know, pick Detroit this week. I'm on board with him. If if Detroit's gonna win, this is gonna be the week. Dude, I think he picks Detroit every week. Yeah. I don't well, know Chicago might be the worst offensive team in the league. Chicago is. Off. Uh, Chicago's allergic allergic to offense, yes. And Detroit is another team, except for a few weeks back when B picked them, you know, to get their first win. They did get blown out, but they're another <laughs> team that's in it every week. There's they're not getting yes. beat by a ton of points. Uh Swift has been playing well. Uh I like Detroit plus Swift three and a half. Stud. Yeah, at home. At home. Look. Uh, Luds has the Lions. Shout out to Motor City on Turkey Day. Matt Schaefer, Casey Badoon, we love you. And and, and Luds is on the Lions on the go. upset on Turkey Day. Let's go, man. I think they get their first win. And then I like this pick. Such this, a horrible this, one, uh, this pick stood out to me. Uh, Minnesota Vikings plus three at the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the 49ers have been looking better. Uh, Minnesota has been looking even more impressive, in my opinion. The, mm-hmm. the win that shootout game this week against Green Bay, uh, I like yeah. it. Uh, it's uh, Again, it's not a primetime game. Cousins struggles in primetime games. They're, they're going on the road, playing in some nice weather out there in San Fran. I do like Minnesota plus three. Dalvin Cook's running the ball well. Book it, boys. Minnesota plus three. Detroit plus three and a half. All right, Luds is is going with the NFC North. He's got the Lions and the Vikings in the upset parlay. And Luds, the Lions, um, excuse me, the Vikings did you good last week beating the Packers. So I kind of like that over the Niners, man. Yeah, they're hot right now. Uh, Gobble, gobble, boys. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody enjoys their time with their families. Yes, dude. Happy Turkey Day to all. We've got the Bucks still only 17 to 10 in the second half. So we'll see if the Giants can make this competitive. But I love you guys, man. I appreciate you guys kind of, you know, making this uh, making this show uh, work on a crazy uh, holiday week. And um, happy Thanksgiving to all. And guys, do not forget that after Thanksgiving comes Christmas. And during Christmas, we bring the elf on the shelf. And I hope that all of you have enjoyed week 12 of the NFC East. (laughs) Peace.